Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at real estate investing in Belize. My guest in this episode is Will Mitchell. Will is a Canadian real estate investor and the author of the book, The Investor's Guide to Belize Real Estate. His years of real estate experience in both Canada and Belize has allowed him the ability to identify value in growth markets and recognize opportunities others miss. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info at to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. And if you're living in the Philadelphia, Bucks County and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us at our next live event, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. If you are like many of the listeners of the show, you're always looking for unique ways to protect and grow your hard-earned capital. But sometimes that's easier said than done. The key to investing late in the cycle is identifying favorable opportunities on a risk-adjusted basis. That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $20 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to the ability to generate asymmetric returns while protecting their investors' portfolios. If you're interested in learning more, head over to asymcapital.com, that's A-S-Y-M-Capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobshire, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cashflow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Will, welcome to the show. MC, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm really, really excited to bring some great content to your listeners today. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure connecting already. So excited to jump into our discussion today. Before we do, Will, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your background with my uh, listeners? Absolutely. So I was originally born in Canada. And I was kind of born into a real estate family. So I used to go to different developments we were working on and I'd be sitting there as a five-year-old, you know, hammering in nails and twisting in screws, whatever a little five-year-old kid could do. So I've always kind of been in a real estate, I guess, mindset growing up around that. Um, during my time in university and when I came out of university, I worked for a company called Main Street Equity Corp. It's the second largest multifamily rental company in Canada. So they have over 12,000 units. I worked directly under the CEO of that company and I gained so much amazing knowledge with regards to investing in real estate, uh, sourcing deals, property management, 
leasing. So basically kind of all aspects of what I would be looking for, you know, moving forward with my own career as a real estate investor. Uh, me being a younger guy, when I finished up with that, I was kind of looking to find different opportunities abroad. You know, I'm not tied down to a family or anything at this point. So I wanted to just take some risks and say, you know, where in the world can I go right now and look at other opportunities in different markets of the world. And that's kind of how I ended up in Belize. Um, as we're going to discuss in this conversation, Belize checks a lot of the boxes when I was looking at different real estate markets. And I'll give your audience and listeners some of my criteria for how I kind of broke that down. But um, recently, some things I've done, I authored the book, The Investor's Guide to Belize Real Estate. So it's a really good tool if you're looking at the real estate market down there. We leverage the knowledge and experience of a lot of different experts, architects, builders, bankers, lawyers, and put all of that information to that book. And I've basically just been accumulating a portfolio of real estate in Belize and in the Caribbean over the past six years and uh, helping investors find properties in that region as well. So that's kind of the short version of my story and uh, my real estate journey. No, oh, fantastic. So Belize. Uh, we have global listeners in many, many countries. Um, some might not be familiar with Belize. So I think let's start with the 30,000 foot view here, where it is, where it fits in, um, and why you decided on Belize uh, just, just to check out that, uh, that market. Perfect. That's the perfect starting point. And um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the location of Belize, Belize is located geographically just south of Mexico and north of Guatemala. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful country with so many amazing things to offer. So uh, there's two kind of areas of Belize, I guess, are the key areas. There's the mainland area, which has amazing lush jungle. So if any of your listeners have ever been down to Belize, then they might have gone zip lining through the jungle or horseback riding through these jungles, stayed in, near these amazing waterfalls and stuff. The second kind of half of Belize is the islands in the Keys, and that's actually where I'm located. I'm located on the largest island in Belize. It's called Ambergris Key, but there's hundreds of these beautiful small islands around. I love to take my boat out with my friends, and we boat to different islands and go exploring. So it really has this amazing geographic uh, landscape with a lot to offer, and that's kind of the reason why so many people are looking to Belize right now. I know like uh, about you know, 10 years ago, I used to tell people, I'm in Belize, and they would say, in Brazil, what is this? But at this point in time right now, we're really emerging onto the scene as kind of a major destination for tourists, a major destination for expats. And you know, when those things come into the market, as we'll talk about in this interview, it kind of provides a, a hard backbone for a great real estate market. Looking at the real estate market itself, so you've mentioned a couple of areas, um, the mainland, and there's obviously islands off of that. Ambergris Key is one of them um, that, that I've read about. Um, what are some of the things that you looked at? What does your checklist or your, I would say, um, yeah, your, your, the framework that you use to make decisions of where to look for properties and, and where to find them? For sure, for sure. And a couple of things I just uh, kind of glanced over that I'd like to touch on first about why Belize. So when I was looking abroad, for me, I, I do speak a little bit of French, but English is kind of my primary language. So I was looking for an area in the world that everybody spoke English for the most part. Belize happens to be an English-speaking country, something that not many people might know about. Um, it's the legal system, because it was a British colony, it's based on British common law. 
So we have extremely strong property rights in Belize. And when we're obviously looking at real estate investing, we want to know, you know, do we really own this property? So in Belize, it's full foreign ownership, fee simple title. You can have your name, you can have your company's name on that title. So that was a huge thing for me. When you contrast to other countries in the region, you know, like Mexico, Guatemala, countries like that, generally their legal systems are based on Napoleonic civil law. So that's a two-tier ownership structure where foreigners and locals do not have the same ownership rights. You know, I'm sure some of your listeners might have some friends who might have invested in some real estate in Mexico or one of these countries, and they said they had to have a corporation with some Mexican directors or some kind of obscure structure that when everything is working well, it's, uh, you know, it's great. But when there's an issue, obviously it can really magnify those issues. So when we're looking at Belize, we really don't have that problem because it is British common law. It is full foreign ownership. So those were kind of the really big check marks for why Belize. Also the geographic location being in such close proximity to the U.S. and Canada, uh, that was huge for us. But when we break it down within Belize, and that's a, you know, a great question to kind of identify because obviously it's a whole country. So where within Belize? Well, from a real estate investment perspective, I really don't go anywhere other than Ambergris Key. And that's because in our market, we kind of have two major, I guess you could call them foundation pillars that drive the market. So the first foundation pillar is tourism. You know, when we have a rental unit, those are the people that are coming down and renting our units on a nightly basis. So we want to keep a very close eye on the tourism stats and see exactly what's happening. And it just so happens that in Belize over the past several years, we've had double digit tourism growth every year. So it's, it's been an amazing surge in the, in the market for us, excuse me. But the second thing is the baby boomers and expats. So we have a huge amount of baby boomers and expats. Obviously, this isn't kind of a theory. It is the largest uh, demographic shift in, shift in human history. Uh, a really interesting number that your listeners might not know about, roughly 11,000 baby boomers are retiring every single day over the course of the next 10 years. So we're talking about a massive shift here. And not all of those baby boomers are looking to relocate, but according to several different studies, about 27 million American baby boomers are looking to relocate or are interested in doing so. And a good chunk of those uh, baby boomers are looking to relocate to the Caribbean. So right now it is an amazing time in Belize for those two reasons. Uh, when we look at why Ambergris Key, so the first foundation pillar we have is tourism. Within Belize, the island of Ambergris Key, where I'm located, receives over 70% of the overnight tourism arrivals. So for me, when I buy a condo or some type of rental unit, some smaller villas that I've built, I want to know that those people are coming down because they're going to be the people that are renting my units, right? So that, that's a really key stat for me to look at, that 70% of the tourists are coming to Ambergris Key. And uh, that's one of the main reasons why I primarily focus there almost entirely. The second reason, like I talked about the baby boomers, the island of Ambergris Key is also the largest recipient of baby boomers and expats. So it really kind of eliminates a lot of other locations within Belize and drills down on Ambergris right away. Uh, I guess the other reasons would be just the island lifestyle. You know, I love the island lifestyle. It's so laid back. You can wake up, jump on your boat, go boating around, check on your different developments, check on your properties. Uh, it's obviously a lot different than where I'm from in Calgary, Alberta, where if you're going to, you know, cruise around there in the winter, it's minus 40. So it's a big lifestyle change for me. And I love that about it as well. You list a lot of great stuff there. Um, 
what was it like, if you don't mind sharing too, building a team there? Because obviously you're, you're on a new island. You, you need a team of lawyers, accountants, bookkeepers, a real estate team. Uh, share us a little or share a little bit more about that experience. That, yeah, honestly, was one of the most important things because, you know, you're going into a new country and in any real estate transaction as an investor, the most important thing of the, the deal is going to be the people that you can put around yourself to make sure that deal is successful, right? Uh, it's all about leveraging the knowledge of other people. When you're doing a deal in Belize, especially, you can't really do everything. So it was really critical for me to get down and really network and make the connections that uh, I thought were the most appropriate for the deals that I was doing. Um, first, I kind of just hit the ground running and went to all different developments on the island and saw what, you know, the big players in the market were doing. I saw what smaller players in the market were doing. And just from there, you kind of make connections and follow those little, uh, you know, groups of people to where they're going and meet their people. But it was, it's a mix in Belize. Like some of the network I've built out is American guys that are working in Belize. My uh, architect is a gentleman named Cooter Ramsey. He's also master planned a lot of great developments on the island. You know, actually a very interesting thing. We have a banker who's a good friend of mine. He's actually from South Africa. <laughs> so there you go. We get characters from all over the world, man. But uh, that was the most important thing for me to get going. And then after I had done that myself, obviously it takes years to build those networks up. Uh, that's kind of why I decided to do the book, The Investor's Guide to Blaze Real Estate, because I had made all these you know, connections and I said, these guys are giving me so much great information. This could be a great thing for us to package and give to people that are interested in this market. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. Dave and his team at The Real Asset Investor have syndicated many successful real estate and ATM projects over the last decade. Now his team has an exclusive opportunity for investors in the coal space. Do you want to be part of an energy project that takes conventional coal and cleans it up by extracting liquids while releasing almost zero emissions? The sale of these liquids can produce strong double-digit cash flow and aggressive tax benefits against ordinary income, all while using America's number one most plentiful resource in a responsible, efficient manner. Now that's non-conventional. For more information on this exclusive opportunity, you can visit therealassetinvestor.com or contact the Real Asset Investor team at info at therealassetinvestor.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. 
Now let's return to our interview. Yeah, that's extremely valuable. The boots on the ground, folks. And as you mentioned, um, you know, the country itself, when you, when, you, when you decided on that market, there are a lot of similarities. Um, then the West, obviously the British common law, uh, the way that property is held, and then obviously the team members that go around with it um, to be able uh, to, to have that is just so, so important, so super valuable. Uh, well, can you touch a little bit on your operations there, the type of properties that you buy? Um, and then, um, yeah, share a little bit more about your operations and workflow. Absolutely. So first, before I get into kind of the properties I buy, I want to give your listeners just a little bit more information into some of the subtleties of the market that would be important for them to understand. It will give some context to why I do the deals I do. Okay, so first, just to touch on uh, financing. When we're looking at the Belize market, it's not like what many Americans or Canadians are used to in that we don't really have a lot of traditional bank financing. Now, the reason this is, is because when $1 is deposited into the banking system in Belize, the banks are required to maintain a, a 25 cent reserve on that. So they can only lend out 75 cents on that dollar. Now, there's two effects from this. When we look at the US, it has a uh, fractional reserve system, right? So when a dollar is deposited, the banks can lend upwards of $10. So that makes interest rates extremely low on lending, and it makes lending pretty easy in the US because the banks can afford to do it. When we're looking at Belize, we'll see a lot higher interest rates. They'll be looking to get a lot more money down on the deals. So it's not exactly as favorable as when you're looking at the US or Canada. Now, the flip side of this coin is that we've never had a single bank failure in the history of Belize to this point. So there is a big advantage to this as well. So when I'm looking at deals in Belize, I'm kind of looking at deals that I can you know, finance in other ways. So is there developer financing on this deal? Is there seller financing? Can I do some sort of real estate syndication? The other effect of this that's pretty important to note is that because we don't have this kind of traditional bank financing or major developer financing within the market, we haven't seen a ton of growth in inventory. So from a real estate investment perspective, for myself being someone who owns units in this market, I really like that because as soon as we see an increase in new units coming into the market, all of a sudden our occupancy rates and our rental rates are going down. So these two things have created a pretty amazing opportunity for anyone who's willing to develop something. And that's why I've been pretty uh, proactive in terms of building stuff. One of the more interesting deals I did, I went into the mainland of Belize. They have a lot of Mennonite guys. Not sure if you're familiar with the Mennonites. They're kind of like Amish, ride around on horse-drawn carriages. It's like literally stepping into a time machine. But uh, I went and met with all of these guys because they did prefab builds. Uh, saw the type of stuff they were building. Got a lot of quotes from them and found a pretty big opportunity in doing these prefab units, actually barging these units over onto the island and they had them on a truck, then driving the truck over to the land I was developing on and placing these things on the pilings. So it actually almost gave me a heart attack the first time I did this because no one had really done this before, but it was a big opportunity because these guys were building at very affordable rates and we hadn't seen that increase in inventory into the market. So these type of deals gave me a really big opportunity to acquire property at very affordable prices and still yield the uh, you know, get the kind of occupancy rates and rental rates that the market is seeing right now. Another kind of interesting deal on the same type as this, I guess, I did a small commercial development in an area of Belize called Secret Beach. Just some simple 
wood cabanas that I'm renting to several businesses. So we have a guy that does these amazing jet powered wakeboards in there. We have someone that does snow cones and stuff. The thing I really like about this deal is when I lease these things, I lease them any additional, you know, utilities that were going into these projects because this area actually is off grid. They, the tenant was putting those in and their own improvements. So the deal for me really is one of the more cut and dry deals. I don't really have to manage it or watch it. It kind of just kicks out the rent and I can sit back and enjoy. So those are kind of the major things I've done. I've also been involved in several real estate syndications just because like I said, with, with regards to the market, we don't have a lot of financing. So it's always good if you can find investors and source investors and do the deals with them. Because again, if we can find investors, do a new build on something, we're adding inventory to this market that has been pretty stagnant in terms of new growth and development. It seemed, definitely seemed that there's a lot of opportunities there. What are some of the uh, other opportunities that you're seeing, some, um, some possibilities for the future? And what are some of the lessons that you learned that, that you're um, taking with you when you're evaluating new opportunities? Definitely. So the, the, the key thing in the market right now, too, one more thing to touch on, we don't really have a formal MLS in this market. So when you're on boots on the ground and really kind of getting around looking at a lot of deals, it's really a, a great opportunity to find amazing deals in the market. I was talking to a couple mentors of mine a couple weeks ago about Canada and the U.S. and just how efficient the markets up there are becoming. You know, a lot of the times we make the biggest returns in the inefficiencies of the market. So for me, when I see things like no MLS, that's a pretty key factor. Uh, with regards to new deals I'm looking to do, there's a couple areas on Ambergris Key where you can acquire land. One area I'm you know, actively investing in is Mahogany Bay Village. Um, Secret Beach, as I mentioned, is another really great area. Recently, I've been looking to do some syndications on larger beach homes as well. Those are kind of the three areas that I've been investing in right now. Um, as far as takeaways go, I guess my three big takeaways, you know, I like to wake up. The, the big mantra that me and my team always talk about, every day is a gift. So we don't take any days for granted. Every day we wake up and we get to go out and, you know, work and invest and enjoy the days. We're happy to do that. So that's kind of our, our major mantra. So one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying? What new skill sets are you currently learning? So right now, one of the kind of key things that I'm studying, we've been doing a lot of different speaking engagements around the US and Canada, a lot of investment groups that are looking to come down to Belize. So I've really been kind of honing in on my speaking and you know, presenting. That's been the major thing I've been working on lately, just to kind of deliver the information about the market to these different groups uh, in a way that, you know, is really effective. So that's kind of the big thing I've been studying and working on. Um, we also have been working a lot on our investor field trips, where basically investors come down to the market and we do an educational trip and we're honing in on those. So those are kind of the two areas I would say that I'm really working on right now. Yeah, let's touch on the field trips for a second because that's one. Uh, another question that I had is we might have listeners listening to us chatting right now, and they might be thinking, "Well, how do I get started?" Right? Because that's a, uh, you know, um, what do I do uh, if I want to get involved with Belize? And you guys do offer the field trips, and I always say, you know, one when you're listening to something like this, and especially in a country that. Um, such as Belize, that's beautiful and very nice to travel to too, that, that would be a good, a great place to start. 
So if you don't mind sharing a little bit more information on that and how folks can get involved with that if they're interested. For sure. So obviously when you're looking at a new country, it's a little bit different than, you know, going to a city beside the one you're in. So we want to make something that really streamline that process. It's a 100% educational field trip. And our objective is to take any of our attendees level of knowledge from basically zero to a hundred. So we go around the island, we look at different developments within Belize. We talk about the subtleties, the, the, the questions you might not think to ask. Uh, we bring in some amazing guest speakers, architects, builders, bankers, um, you know, ministers. We had the Minister of Tourism on our trip come and speak before, mayors. So we like to really offer a lot of value with our guest speakers because like we discussed earlier, the team can have such a huge impact on whether or not your investing is successful or not. So we can have all of those people come down and make those connections for our attendees. Obviously, if we're in Belize, it's impossible for us not to enjoy the beaches and, you know, hop on the boat a bit as well. So we definitely do a bit of that. And it really is the best way to take your level of knowledge from zero to a very high level with regards to Belize by leveraging all these different experts, um, you know, knowledge with regards to the market. Great. Yeah. That, and, and the, the connections making that uh, over there too, is just so, so valuable. So, um, definitely a great place to start. Now, core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Okay, I love this question. And I'm going to start out with the mantra of my team, and I was actually laughing with uh, Jesse, my coworker the other day, because he told me about this question you were going to ask. And I said, man, every single day when I wake up, MC, I send all of my buddies, so many people I know, I send a little inspirational quote. So I was like, well, we got to pick the best ones here. <laughs> but uh, I guess my main thing would be every day is a gift. You know, when I wake up every day, I want to get the most out of that day and I want to really enjoy it. So no matter what I'm going through, that's kind of always in the back of my mind. You know, let's really get the most out of this day and enjoy it. That's, that'd be the first one for sure. The second thing I would say is attitude over aptitude. I mean, obviously, if you don't have to choose, go for both. But always show up in the room with a smile on. And it's more important to have that. Like if I'm looking to add someone to my team specifically, I would rather have a guy with a good attitude who I know is going to show up every day and go hard as opposed to someone who's the smartest guy because I know that guy can learn a lot of those skills and in the long term, it's going to be a more successful fit for uh, my operations. The third thing would be just to work hard. You know, nothing happens if you're not putting your head down and just putting in the work. So take action when you're doing stuff. Oftentimes, again, it's not the smartest guys that are the most successful. It's the guys that sit down and take action and pull the trigger on stuff. So those would be my three big kind of takeaways that I would pass on. Fantastic. Where can my listeners reach out to you? Where can they follow you and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? For sure. So if anyone's looking to get in touch with me, you can shoot me an email at will at remaxsecretbeach.com. Um, I check those emails all the time. So if anyone wants to chat over the phone, we can set up a call that way. Uh, they can see me on YouTube. I have some extensive YouTube videos. If you search Will Mitchell Belize, and I'd be happy to chat with any of your listeners if they have any specific questions. 
Uh, if they want to talk about Belize, if they're even coming down to Belize and just want to hand planning a vacation, uh, you know, I'm happy to help with any of that. So. Great. And there's also a book uh, that's available, The Investor's Guide to Belize Real Estate. What will the, uh, they see in there um, if they pick up a copy of that book? So the book basically breaks down a lot of different sectors of Belize real estate. We, we, you know, we interviewed bankers, we interviewed architects, we interviewed lawyers. We talk about the legal system. Obviously, in a short podcast like this, there's some things that I might glance over or some things that you might want more information on. So the book really is an extremely detailed way to go over all the important information in the market. We also have some sample documents at the back of the book. You know, what, what does a title look like? So just a lot of questions that you could, you know, you'd like to get answered if you're looking at the market and we go through all those details. We also leverage, like I said, the expertise of all of these different team members. So it's not just me that you're getting, you're really getting a collective group. So the book is called the investor's guide to Belize real estate. It's available on Amazon. If you search Will Mitchell Belize on Amazon or investor's guide to Belize real estate, it'll be there. All of the profits from that book were donating to underfunded schools in Belize. So it's going to a great cause. You're getting great information. And uh, yeah, that's basically the deal with the book. Awesome. Awesome. Any final words for the cash flow ninjas out there? Um, that's it. Come on down to Belize. Come, uh, even if you're just looking for a new vacation spot, Belize has so much to offer. If you're interested in diversifying your assets out of wherever you're located, uh, it's, you know, obviously a great place to take a look at and, uh, we can have some fun if you do come down. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Thanks again for having me, MC. I really appreciate it. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.